Happy New Year, William. I shall not be muted. You won't be muted for long. That's one thing I know. One thing I know for sure. Let me free. I'm breaking out. Freedom. Happy New Year to you. I was listening to our... Welcome to the Waystation podcast. Your one stop for life hacks, social commentary, and amazing stories. Yes. I'm Randy. I'm William. So I... And we're back. (laughs) I listened a couple days ago. I'm like, hey, I should listen to our last podcast and just see where we're at. And I discovered that I forgot to include the music, the bumper music. Oh, really? (laughs) The beginning and the end. It just has us talking (laughs) out of nowhere. So if you missed it, well, I hope I included it this time. (laughs) Yeah. We just came out of the ether. Yeah. We just emerged and started talking. Honestly, it sounded like music. (laughs) (laughs) It's because of your beautiful voice. (laughs) Well, I mean, I wasn't going to say it, but I won't deny it. I have a question for you. Yeah. On the way over here, I got stuck behind a food truck. Okay. I have lots of lots of questions about food trucks, but the first one I have to ask is mm. there's a tagline that I'm like sitting there reading the tagline over and over and over again, thinking to my what? And it says, I'll have you waiting for more. Explanation mark, explanation mark. Well, that's not a great that's not a great tagline. No. And then I'm like, what? And then every time it went around a corner. Oh, like, you know what? That's a bad Spanish translation. That's what that is. Well, that's what I wondered because I thought, oh, what is hoping and waiting is the same word in Spanish. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah, I'll have you esperando más. That's what they're saying. That's that's bad. It's a bad Spanish translation. <laughs> Should I feel more sorry for them now? No, I don't know. So here's the other question I have for you. Yeah. Do you like food trucks in general? I love the idea of food trucks. To me, the promise of food trucks is that I can have something more exotic and interesting. Um, Come to my town every so often and enjoy it. That's the that's the that's the dream, and I love that dream, love it. But then when then when the dream became like, and it's going to cost double what it should, you're like, okay, well, that's not the dream I had in mind, right? <laughs> and then when this this started getting average and not interesting, then I'm like, well, what are we doing? I like I I I, I don't know. Where are you at on? Food I feel trucks? like it lost its appeal. Like there used to be like all these like all the foodies would go to food trucks because uh, some of these great chefs decided to open their own restaurant but couldn't yep. quite afford a whole brick and mortar type thing so they opened one in a truck. Yep. That's what I thought it would be. Yeah. And so I had a few, you know, experiences with oh, that's that that was interesting, great and cool, you yeah. know. But I always was a little tempered by the price. Sure, cuz it was expensive, right? Right. It was expensive before expensive was cool. Like I was like I went to a food truck. I mean, right now, for some reason, the world has become a place where Subway sandwiches can easily cost $12. But well before that day. <laughs> that's, that's a Biden world, dude. Well before that day, I would go to a food truck and I'm like, $12? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Like, I don't even know what food trucks cost. $12. And that was just like the one entree. Like, you want to add fries to that, they're going to add another $12. Yeah. 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 And they're like, would you like a... 25 cent soda for a dollar 75 i'm like you bet i would love that <laughs> i would love that to support your however i have another theory about such places okay go for it it's it's what i call the um exponential theory of hot dogs Ooh. which is the appeal and deliciousness of a hot dog is correlated directly and exponentially to whether or not somebody else made it for you <laughs> okay so if you go to the microwave make yourself a hot dog even not if you do a good job get some fancy for- fancy mustard you get some, you get some, uh, so, some uh, sour kraut. You get some grilled onions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. You're like, you, you toast the bun. You're like, that's oh, a good hot dog. Now, 
somebody brings you a hot dog with a bun toasted hot dog, sauerkraut, grilled onions. You're like, this is the best hot dog I've ever had. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I normally cook at the house, but my wife in the past has cooked me hot dogs and I'm like, that's better. You know, that's <laughs> right. but I'm wondering if, <laughs> what do this... you do that's different? You ask, right. Is this just a hot dog vortex though? Well, it began as a hot dog, as a full hot dog theory, um, based on my experiences at Home Depot. <laughs> Go to Home Depot, buy whatever it is, make sure you get a little cash back, get the Eastern European guys outside to make you a hot dog. And you're like, this is the best hot dog I've ever had. Oh, man. Right? Okay. You so then I match. tested the theory else other places and I'm like, this holds is, up. It's a hot dog vortex. Yes. But I don't think there, it works there on a burger. Few, it doesn't apply to everything. No, not a burger. But, uh, but it applies to a few things. Uh, there was some other, th there was some, something else. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. So the 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 uh, gourmet soda sensation that's happening in Utah, the swig and the other stuff. Right, never uh, had one. Oh, they're 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 amazing. It's like it's like it's like basically it's like cocktails but with soda, right? Right. So um, Rachel's favorite is the Big Al from Swig, okay. which is a um, thirty-two ounce uh, Diet Coke with fresh lime and coconut in it, right? Okay. So now here's but here's the thing. Here's why the hot dog theory holds up. I brought those things in our house. We have coconut stuff in our house, and I brought the fresh slime stuff in our house. Right. And we make it, and it tastes very good. But somehow, when the dudes hand it to you, and they have the pebble ice, I don't know. It's just better. It's just better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we can make you a dirty soda. If you were to visit our house, I can make you a hot dog and a dirty soda, and you'd be like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> but I'm there making it for myself, and I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. It's good. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so here's my other question about food trucks. Is it imperative? Okay, well, I, there was another thing that, by the way, that I, I don't like about food trucks. Yeah. There's never not a line. And then when I mean a line, it looks like, oh, there's three people. But it takes 20 minutes. Well, they'll, it'll make you wait for more, Will. Oh <laughs> You'll God. be waiting for more. <laughs> by the way, the food truck's name was Food Truck. It was weird. Okay, it's no, better so than food, food face, face, I guess. But here's the question: because I was sitting there staring at the the truck with this. What what did they serve in the food truck? It was burritos. Okay, so I feel like maybe there's a there's a choice you made somewhere along the way. No, this is me. I'm still behind the food truck coming here. No, no, no. Oh, that's right. Oh, Today. You, you didn't. Okay, so then it. I had all these food truck ideas, right? I'm like, and then I started thinking, I, you know, I haven't had a good meal from a food truck in a long time. And like, I even one time wanted hot chicken because I went to Nashville and they had hot chicken there. And I'm like, I'm, you know, I want to have a hot chicken. Yeah. So I look it up and what is a food truck? So I go to the food truck. I find it on the street because they had the little find app, whatever it had. Had the hot chicken. Yeah. We can hate on stuff all day if you want, but we're not going to. We're going to no, pivot, what, but we're yeah, pivot to the one, positive in a moment. One major question. Okay. Does the does a food truck have to be clean on the outside? Have to be clean? Yeah. Does outside. it have to be clean? Look, I... On the outside. I'll, I'll be on honest. The, outside. the really The really flashy, like overly produced exteriors on food trucks... That straight works for me. Like when I see it, I'm like, I'm 100 with you. What's in that? What's inside that magic box? Right, right. Okay, I'm, I'm with you, but it has to be clean, though, huh? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if it's a little road dust on it, it's yeah, not yeah, that yeah, big yeah. of a deal because yeah, exactly. you know who knows how far they. But drove. if it was like sketchy on the outside, yeah, this one, this one was totally then there, then sketchy. Then there's only one thing it can be on the inside, which is like that sketchy street food, which is sometimes good and often terrible. <laughs> 
I, you know, I like sketchy street. I mean, I had some great sketchy street tacos. Well, before. this is why I wanted to ask you because you are, I think you're a legitimate foodie. I mean, like, we've <laughs> gone to restaurants that are like, yeah. I would never have walked in this place and it was pretty good. Right. <laughs> but, but this, this is like, I was looking at this thing and I was like, it didn't look like it had been washed. Yeah. It had bad. Look, it English. can go, it can go both ways. Right. Sometimes stoner food or like, you know, messy truck food is, stoner is food. Well, because sometimes those things are correlated. Sometimes it's just oh, yeah, there's like a stoner point. that owns the place. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, he hey, here's Because he, he doesn't have enough credit to sign a lease. <laughs> I don't know. But there was a stoner taco shop in Santa Monica that's now closed down. That was the best. It was the best taco shop I've been to. Let me think about this. Well, really? that's, 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 that's hyperbole. Because there's this great taco shop that's open now. That's, that's, we don't do hyperbole here. No, we don't do hyperbole. But it was an excellent seafood taco shop. Uh, Punta Tacos Punta Cabra, which is for some reason Goat Point Tacos, and um, Goat Point, yeah, and, and it went in that place, and I had a bad customer service experience every time. The first time it was two dudes behind the counter that were stoned out of their minds. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, what's up?" And we're not talking about sixteen-year-olds; we're talking about twenty-eight-year-olds. Like, like. I don't know what the deal was, but they were, but anyway, so I was like, wow, pretty sketch. I don't know what's going to happen here. And then they served the food. And I'm like, ah, it was amazing. And then I went back the second time and there was a, a petulant, slightly overweight Latina woman behind the counter who I, I wasn't sure if she was speaking English or not. And she was mad at me. She was like mad. Like, what are you doing here? Ordering food? I got things to do. I'm like, I, I don't She said that? No, but that she oh. might as well have the way she was acting, right? And then the food came and I'm like, still amazing. Love it. Love this place. <laughs> so you still came back. And, uh, and then I went back the third time and it was gone. And I was like, ah, I'm so sad about it. Because that sounds like a trip. You had to make it. You had to make it. Well, it, you know, it's Santa Monica. So we would actually go. There's a religious institution nearby that we would visit. And after the religious institution uh, trip, we would say, hey, let's go to this taco place. Okay. But you know, the religious institutions, not in Santa Monica. It's sure. on Santa Monica Boulevard. You're correct, uh, but my wife always but calls you have it to Santa go Monica. Yeah, she grew up here. You always have to go to the freeway, and that gets true, you true. halfway there. Yeah, yeah. So I had to go one another mile and a half down yeah, that yeah. same road. No, uh, <laughs> I would go a mile and a half for the best seafood tacos I've ever had. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we had a taco. So, we had a taco time on one of our last episodes. That's right. We talked tacos. They're related, though. Things that are overrated, and I'm, boy, I'm going to get a lot of hate for this one because I bet all of our all of our listeners. They're just this wealthy jet setters that go to Hawaii all the time. Everyone's like, you got to go get the shrimp truck in, on North Shore of Hawaii. Shrimp trucks are amazing. I'm like, cool. So I go there. I'm like, hey, there's this food truck. And this must be it. And they're like, I ordered the shrimp. And I'm like, this is, this is, this is shrimp. I don't, <laughs> I'm like, where's the exciting part? And it was not exciting. Did you do shave? Did you sh do no, shave I think ice? Maybe they or? came around before food trucks were like the biggest deal and so it was like hey special i don't know i don't know what happened do you there. think food truck i think food trucks are kind of out the wrong, could i could have picked the wrong one well out? the red choice not doing it anymore like the fancy chefs are no longer trying to get into food trucks that's because they they probably got popular enough to have our own restaurant now <laughs> yeah i guess and they're like this is for the birds to get yeah. in this food truck but let's go positive did you have you ever had an excellent experience in a food truck not that i can remember i have but oh, I, it's not one that i'd be like oh yeah yeah not, not me. Uh, I remember eating some. I've, I've several times eaten out of a food truck. They're like, that was surprisingly good. But I've never followed them. Yeah, it was really never like, something. Tear it that, down. I got to no, no, go. No. It's not like you've, you know, I've had several experiences with your taco place in Santa Monica where it's like, you know, 
wow, that's so good. I'll go back. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to one today. Oh. Dintai Fun is one of my literally my mouth just started watering. Oh, dude. Yeah, I know that. I know that place. Oh, yeah. I love Dintai Fun. Why are you going there? I went to the original one out in Taiwan or whatever it is. (laughs) No, the the original one in the United States. Got it. It was out in like Dwarty, and then they had like they bought two buildings next to each other, and they had two restaurants running at the same time with one kitchen. Wow, really that's, that's that's pretty smart. And then they had, uh, and then they opened. They've, you know, they've since kind of commercialized it and made it, but it still has retained. It's really good. Yeah, it's excellent. It's really really good. So, uh, didn't I find? I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'm going there. Today. So, okay, I have a friend whose son has become a somewhat successful uh, YouTube influencer. I guess that's not true anymore. He's become an incredibly successful YouTuber <laughs> influencer. But back when he was a somewhat successful influencer, they were coming to town for pitch meetings with studios and they wanted a place to stay. And we're like, hey, come stay with us. He's like, cool. And then as a thank you for staying with us for a few days, they would take us out to dinner. And the second time they took us to Dentai Fung oh. and they had the company checkbook and they're like, Bring us another round. It was like, ah. The Typhoon can get expensive. Well, it but got it's expensive only be- that day. But it's only because it's so good that you'll keep ordering. Well, yes. But it's not like sushi where it starts out expensive with one thing and you're like, dang, I'm still hungry. So Typhoon, for those of you who are listening, is a, um, it is a dumpling place, a Chinese dumpling place. So it's right. like pot stickers and, and, uh. I, I, I don't know. Dumpling. Dumpling, I guess yeah, what you yeah, call it. They're mostly dumpling. But, but they have a couple of different kinds that they're known for. They have this uh, spicy pork dumpling. That was good. That, um, yeah, it's super good. With their Din Tai Tone spicy sauce on it. With the, oh, with the, with the Thai, uh, with the Szechuan numbing spice uh, oh, yeah. sauce. So I've experienced, really I, I've, it's I've, the only Chinese restaurant in the United States where I've had the, Really good uh, garlic green beans. Have you had the garlic green beans? Yes, they're amazing. Oh, they're so good. Yes. All they are is stir-fried green beans with butter and garlic. But everyone else uh, makes them super soggy. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah, but, no. But these are crisp. just, they're, they're just crisp enough that you yep. feel like this is great, but not so crisp that you're like, they didn't even cook these. Their wonton soup's amazing. Wonton soup? Yeah. And okay. then they have several noodle dishes that I really, really like. Oh, I haven't had the noodle dishes. I've only ever had the dumplings because I just can't bring myself to not oh, no. order them. there's so many dumplings too now i do all their vegetable dumplings which yeah. are really good too they're so yummy i think oh, it's probably so the, i think it's probably the best dumpling place i've ever been but what's funny is it's kind of like the olive garden of dumpling places it's oh, like oh don't say that no 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 let me let me let me be clear like uh, asian people go there because it's great but like it's it's a prevalent restaurant in taiwan <laughs> like it's it's a it's a very Everywhere restaurant in Taiwan, because yeah, but that's but dude, but Asian people go there. Yeah, I, you Olive Garden, <laughs> you just killed me. Dude. I don't think you've ever had the tour of Italy. Uh, <laughs> do you know Garden. they have they have endless breadsticks? You, remember, you know yeah, that. I remember right? when Olive Garden was great. With I was, it was when I was super poor and like somebody bought the meal and I got endless breadsticks. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Bottomless salad that they got out of the Costco okay, I didn't bag. Mean that. It's an excellent restaurant that I highly recommend everyone go to at least once. It does often in the United States have a line, and so I'd go on off hours or they I don't take even, reservations now. They do. Yeah. Oh, okay. I All made right. one today. Definitely get reservations. Twelve noon. I had a funny, I had a funny conversation yesterday with uh, a Mater D. We a went Mater to D. we went to Hash a Go Go. So we were in St. George, and there's this breakfast restaurant called Hash. A, Hash a go go. Is it hash browns? What is it? Uh, well, it's uh, it's just it's it's exotic breakfast food. 
So it's breakfast food, but just all done up fancy, like decorated weird and shipped to you funny and tastes good. So I got like Snickers pancakes. And I was like, oh, what is this? Is this going to be pancakes with, with, with nuts and chocolate and caramel? Well, I'm like, no, it's literally chopped up Snickers inside my pancakes, which, by the way, was a huge win. I'm totally bringing that into the house. Um, will it, <laughs> is will that going to be one of those will ones? It, that... <laughs> will it be better if it was prepared by somebody else? I'm pretty sure that one's going to go into that category. <laughs> anyway, so the guy's taking us to our seat, and I'm like, but there's pictures of like Mike Tyson having visited the restaurant, and I'm doing the math, looking around St. George, going, I don't know if Mike Tyson's spending a lot of time in St. George. I'm thinking no. So then I go, hey, is this part of a chain restaurant? The guy's like, no, it's not. It's not a chain. I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, I mean, we have we have some we have some other locations. We have oh. we have some in in you know in San is original ones in San Diego. I'm like, great. He's like, we have some more in Las Vegas, a couple more across the country. I'm like, cool. He sits us down. He walks away. I turn to Rachel. Follow-up question. Do you know what a chain is? <laughs> It's clearly a chain restaurant. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, there's a, uh, you know, there's like laws in California that if you have more than, uh, I think it was five locations, you have to print the calorie and nutritional information in the menu. Wow. And so the Hillstone group didn't like that idea. So they changed all the restaurant names. So now it's not a chain. I don't know what the Hillstone group is. Uh, well, they're Hillstones. There's there's a cafe. I think it's called Cafe uh, Timberville Hills Cafe Grill or something like that. Um, huh. But they have like they have more than five, so they would. Fall I like into the vigor as non-compliance. Yeah, I just so like they, it. They fun. just they just changed the name of all the restaurants, and there's Houston's. Have you heard Houston's? Uh, I thought we agreed it was Houston in an earlier episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I love that restaurant too. That's one of my favorites. So, did you have a good holiday? I had a great holiday. Christmas was fantastic. My wife is really into like, she makes Christmas big. So this Christmas was a little weird because it got interrupted, uh, sadly, because my my brother in law passed away. So we had to go. Oh up yeah, to Cedar sorry City. about that. My condolences. Yeah, it was it was it was sad. He was young, ish. I mean, he's probably fifty five. I think. 55. Now he wasn't, it wasn't a surprise. No, it wasn't a surprise. He's had some health issues for a long time. He, he was a, he was a big guy. And then he, um, he's one of, I, I don't know if I said this on air once, but he's one of the motivations I have to like beat diabetes. Yeah. Cause he didn't either know about his diabetes or he never treated it. And then it went, it led to kidney failure and then circulation problems. And then he had to, uh, he was always on dialysis, which is just a terrible, so really, really hard way to live a great miracle of science but it's also like a a very difficult way to live because you really only get like the day of dialysis is a very long day you know and then typically yeah. people only get one or two good days and then they just starts going down until they can have it again yeah but uh so he was in that and then he um he was he uh it was just getting worse and he ended up in the hospital and, and passed away from that's too bad i guess at the end sepsis this is a yeah. full body infection that he got. Yeah. So he, that was sad. We went and, uh, we, so we went up there and it was a great, a great funeral. He was a funny guy. He did some really funny, he got one of his stories is great. He used to work in the Ventura courthouse one time for a period of time. And he has always been a concealed carry guy. Okay. And you cannot conceal the carry in a courthouse. 
So this started to irritate him, but he was kind of, he was funny about it, right? So he one day went and bought a new lunchbox and it was about, I don't know, three feet long and one feet wide and about three inches thick. Okay. And he put his lunch in there and he took it in. Well, it's a rifle case. Yes. (laughs) So he puts it through the scanner. And they're like, you can't bring this in here. He goes, no, it's my lunchbox. And they opened it up, and he has his, he has his meals in there. So it was pretty. He 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 was always doing funny things like that. When I was in college, and we would go down to visit him in Cedar City, he would take me. He kind of lived in the boonies. He would take me like the wrong way to his house or a different way to his house every time. And I'm going, what in the world? And he's, I'm like, I finally looked down. I'm like, Terry, you're. You're trying to get me lost here. And he goes, yeah, if you don't know where I live, you'll never come visit again. <laughs> so he's just kind of a character that way. So that kind of interrupted uh, the Christmas flow. But that being said, uh, my wife had, you know, felt like she really needed to get stuff done before because it, it looked like we, we might need to go up there. Yeah. And so we did that. And then we came back and we always have this huge uh, Christmas dinner. Okay. And so we uh, we get up and enjoy Santa Claus, uh, whatever he bought and. Uh, brought to us and uh and then i start cooking and my wife starts preparing and that's how it goes there but the best part of christmas by yeah. far was we got to talk to both of our missionaries at the same time oh that's awesome yeah so it, we're having two out it's a little weird because they both have two different um days that they're allowed to call so this was a great <clears throat> thing and then they prepared uh a present air quotes for us which was um they called the christmas discussion and they uh, they kind of gave us a little lesson of things that they had been learning about, and uh, and it was that that was like by far the coolest thing that I think that on any Christmas. So had your kids teaching you, yes, uh, from the scriptures, yes, together relevant stuff, right? Yeah. Not not stuff that you know is is low hanging fruit that they've heard a thousand times when they went to Sunday school. You know, this is like so. It's not just that they did it. Yeah. So they did it. They did it well. They did it really good, and I was <laughs> impressed because my son's not been out that long, so I didn't expect his teaching ability to be at the level that it's at. Yeah. Um, I actually asked my daughter later because uh, uh, the I said, you know, you've been on a mission for over a year, you know, and what what do you think? You know, what kind of teacher do you think he is? And he's like, uh, he goes, she goes, I was amazed how good he was. Wow. I was excited about that. That was a very exciting. That was our favorite part. Yeah, that's very cool. And then uh, usually now then we re- we recover for the next week and hit by the time New Year's comes along. Sometimes we have enough energy to go do something, but most of the time we just hopefully can stay awake until midnight. All right. So we um, we had a fine Christmas. Um, we did have we have hit that moment where. I mean, the kids are still pretty excited for Christmas, but they're old enough that it's not like magical. Magical, you know what yeah. I mean? All right, so we had to find Christmas, but we had a plan, and the plan was, um, and uh, okay, so I grew up in San Diego, California. Right. Uh, San Diego, California, is is not known for its great skiing, but my dad, my dad, even though like okay, so he was a school teacher. There were seven of us in the Davis house growing right. up in Southern California. So we were not flush with money. My mom began selling real estate at some point, so we had two incomes. That made things a lot better. Um, but somehow, and I was the sixth of seven, so most of the money was gone by the time I got there, if there was ever any. And uh, But my dad loved skiing, and somehow we would still find a way to go skiing every so often. Right. Um, and uh, 
I knew that winter was coming up because when we were watching TV, my dad would stand up while we were watching TV and all of a sudden he would start doing squats. <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing squats? And, was, and it, he was getting ready, Get ready. to ski. To ski. <laughs> anyway, good for him. So he taught me to ski and I loved to ski um, and uh, would go skiing a lot. I grew up skiing in Big Bear, learned, learned it like Summit and Goldmine. And, I've uh, never been there. And, uh, it, it, you know, it was, it was kind of fancy when I was a kid. Like now that I've been to bigger places, I think it's probably not, but right. And also they've had kind of a severe drop for a long time. So like, is it like, I don't even know if it's a going concern, honestly. Right. But when I was a kid, it snowed enough that it was, it was regularly snowy. So anyway, but we, out, but we also found a, uh, we found a, an upstart ski place near Big Bear. Um, that was a double wide, like manufactured facility was the lodge. And there was a single lift that went like a mile back on a hillside. Oh, dude, I think we, I've, I've we, been there. We can get lift tickets for 25 bucks. No, that's, it's called. Uh, it, was, it was called Snow Forest when I went there as a teenager. I don't know what it's called oh. now. Yeah, I went to one of those up near Big Bear. It wasn't near there. It was like off the 210. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, anyway. Anyway. Keep, keep going. What am I telling you the story for? Oh, but even then, no, because we rarely went and because I loved it, I would just get so nervous the night before I would go skiing. Just like couldn't sleep. Like right. get, I'd get up an hour earlier before the alarm even went off. And uh, and I was just like, oh, I'm so nervous. Okay. So uh, so it turns out I may have anxiety, a trained anxiety situation <laughs> owing to skiing. I know. because So I'm taking the family skiing now. And we're going up to uh, Southern Utah. We're going to a place called Brian Head, Southern right. Utah. Fun and and fun man, I get so nervous. Like, I get like, okay, does everyone have gloves? Does everyone have socks? Does everyone have pants? Okay, is everything okay? Don't forget anything. Like, I just get so nervous. And I think it's because not only was it expensive to ski, but then when you got there, like, we would kind of do all kinds of things to not have to buy food at the lodge. Right, right. Like, we'd pack, we'd pack a Snickers and whatever in our yeah. coat. And, 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 um, Anyway, so I feel all that anxiety now, but really, I can afford to just eat, or even I could even I, if I needed to. I'm not, I never have. I can just buy skis at right. the at the resort if I wanted to, right. Right? right? But I'm always so nervous about all this stuff. So anyway, all my fears were realized in this last trip. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have all of our stuff. We're like everyone's got their gear. We're feeling good. We drive and, and we're staying at Rachel's parents' house, which is now in St. George. Right. Lovely place. Thank you, Connie and Dave, for letting us stay. Um, and uh, we take it. And then one day we get up early. We drive. It's an hour and 20 minutes to the ski resort. Right. Uh, we, we're stopping to rent gear because, you know, we go once a year. We don't have our own gear yet. Right. Um, we rent gear in Cedar City. Get on the road. We're feeling good. We're on time. But, but it's forecast to snow a foot while we're there. Okay. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. It's during the, while we're there. So oh, it's yeah. also going to be a little complicated, but right. awesome because right. snow is awesome. Um, and so we start driving up the hill and indeed it just starts dumping snow. They have just plowed the road. So it's a really steep road to Brighthead. I don't know if you guys yeah. ever driven. It's not just a regular switchback no, mountain road. Not. It's like at some point you're just going up a 30% grade. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a big one. Um, so, but we get all the way up there. We're like, okay, we're on the hill, feeling good. Somewhere along the way, we break it to Jonah that we've enrolled him in classes. The only reason we're breaking it to him is because he's been like, I don't want classes. Yeah. So we, we've enrolled him in classes. And he's cool about it. I, I learned later that his brother had prepared him like, parents have done this. If you freak out, I will end you. <laughs> <laughs> so he was super cool about it. We're like, great. So he goes to classes. Then me and Max and Rachel are like, all right, we're skiing. It's dumping snow. Dumping snow. Like, 
it is dumb. Like while we're waiting for the lift, it's like an inch. It's falling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's dumping snow. We get up there. Um, we ride down and Max remembers how to ski because he just learned last year. Right. And uh, he's doing well. He's going Wait, little, skiing or snowboarding? Skiing. Okay. Uh, he's going a little fast. Um, I'm, I'm remembering how to ski because I haven't snowboarding for the last 20 years. So right. I've just been skiing again for the last two years, which right. is basically one time. And this time, I guess we went two days last year. So Why are you ski. picking up skis again? Uh, cause snowboarding is such a pain. Um, yeah. anyway, I love snowboarding. And by the way, it would have been an amazing Epic. day for snowboarding cause the, the powder, man, <laughs> the powder everywhere. was amazing. Um, anyway, so, but it's powdery, like. You know, there's like three inches the first time we go down, and there's like six inches the second time we go down. Oh, yeah. And we're going down the third time, and Max just goes, just takes off way ahead of us. I'm like, wow, okay, he's going. I like look down, I'm like, is that Rachel? Rachel's got nice ski form, by the way. Good right. job, Rachel. She remembered her Swedish upbringing. Um, so I kind of catch up with uh, catch up with Rachel. I'm like, oh, okay. And so then we then I scooch a little further and catch up with Max. And Max has fallen, right? He already fell once and lift or the first run because he's just learning how to ski kind of right and um his skis are everywhere and he's sitting there in the snow and i'm like oh dude sorry man you okay he's like i don't think so i'm like uh you know he can be dramatic you know and i'm like yeah falling hurts you had like snow in your neck or something like that he's like i'm not right something's wrong and i'm like oh, no. what, what do you what do you mean something's wrong he's like i think i broke my collarbone and i'm like oh that's not great. And, it, and then, and then he's, he's kind of, kind of staring at me and he tries to lift. He's like, I'm going to try and lift my arm. He's like, oh, I broke my collarbone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, this is our third run down the hill. Oh no. And, uh, and then dumping snow, by the way, he's like dumping snow. And, uh, and then I'm like, okay, uh, do you want to ski down the hill or do you want, he's like, I think you should get somebody. I'm like, okay. So then I ski down the hill. Where's Rachel at this point? Rachel's standing there with us. Oh, okay. So Rachel stays with him. Some other nice people stop along the way. And I don't know, something about ski culture, there's always like a collegial fatherly figure that'll stop. They're like, you yeah. guys doing all right over yeah. there? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know what I mean? We had a couple of those. It was yeah. great. Um, I skied down, got a guy. They went up with the snow toboggan to take Max down the hill. Um, uh, and I had to ride the lift up. So I'm kind of like trying to watch from 100 yards away. I'm like, right, is he there? I can't tell. So then I skied back down to them. And so um, you got a fourth run in. I see how that works. I mean, maybe, maybe not. I may or may not have gone all the way into the powder down both runs. <laughs> I'm like, well, this is it. I'm going deep on this. Um, oh, but so, so the only funny twist uh, is, they, um, is they put them in the toboggan. And you, I don't know if you've ever seen people get dragged down the hill on those, but it's a pretty efficient little system. You got a guy in front kind of doing the yeah. snow plow, towing somebody, and someone behind slipping, sliding on a, on a sled, uh, wrapped up. Right. Well, when there's six totally inches of new up. snow, yeah. When there's six inches of new snow, those are less effective. It turns out. Really? Because the guy's like trying. Yeah, they're pulling him, and he's not moving. Because Max is a big kid, by the way. He's six. He's six one, one eighty. Right. He's not moving. Right. And so then this lady that's with him grabs the rope, ties it to him, and she's starting to pull the rope, and he's going like six inches at a time. Scooch, scooch, scooch. There just wasn't scooch, enough scooch, scooch. steepness. Wasn't of much hill. much of a slope. And they're going forever. So then so then one of the paternally ski by guys grabs the rope and helps pull, gets him kind of to the edge where it's a little steeper. Right. And um 
And it still won't scoot down the hill. Like down the hill, it won't scoot. They need to groom her, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, and so then at some point I gave up and I'm like, here, I'll try and help. I took my skis off and I pulled the rope and kind of pulled them to an even steeper precipice. And uh, they kind of started getting a little momentum at that point. But then I had to go back, walk back up the hill. I had to put his skis over my shoulder and, and Rachel took his poles and I got my, my, my poles on my other hand. And I'm skiing his gear down the hill. Normally, they tie it in there with them. Well, anyway. So then, <laughs> so now I've got skis over his shoulder and poles in my hand. And do I go into the powder still? Of course. Oh, oh yes, I did. <laughs> I enjoyed you every minute of that last ride down the hill. <laughs> and I actually had a couple of really good moments. So you, you go to the doctor. Do you go to the doctor in Cedar or all the way down to St. George? We went to St. George. So, so then the weird thing. So the weird thing is Max has broken his collarbone. Um, and he's a little bit in shock, but he is 100% otherwise like acting normal. He's not acting he's cracking like jokes he's time. cracking jokes. Yeah. He's just like cheerful and perky and like, it's super weird. So we're not in, we're not like rushing to the hospital with lights blaring. Um, to wrap this story up, we get back on the hill to go down and now we're going down a 30% grade, not recently snow plowed. <laughs> and, and we're, we have, we're going 10 miles an hour because, uh, it's sketchy. yeah going down is way it's more sketchy. scary than going up it's sketchy and uh anyway we got out took our took our rental stuff back drove back to st george oh but party plus and by the way a huge plug for for brinehead is on the way out i'm like look i paid for i paid a lot of money to have my kid in ski school i paid a lot of money for these lift tickets i'm super happy to be here but we it's not even at the half day mark like can you at least refund half of this because you know, we did a half day and we're taking right. our kid out of school. Right. It was all day school. You know right. what I mean? And like, let me, and they, they, they put her around for like 10 minutes and they come back and they refunded every dollar. They give us all of our money back. So that was a huge, huge win. So I'm only out the rentals and the cost of going to Utah. Well, that wasn't too bad. And that's awesome that Brian Head would do that. Super cool. I, I mean, I got the impression that maybe they don't do it every time or maybe they don't do it all. I don't know, whatever, but they did it. And, and I'm super grateful. So, uh, we went to the St. George hospital and took a picture and it's indeed super broken. And those of you who've seen us on Facebook and, uh, it, it's a clean break. It looks like it's the kind of thing that'll just heal on its own rather than have a surgery, but we're still going to talk to the dude on Friday in case he wants to. So, talk us into so it. your shoulder, by the way, the first thing my wife said when she saw that she goes, uh, and she texts me a picture of Max's thing. I'm like Max <laughs> snowboarding. And I was like doing something. So I just saw the caption, but I didn't. Yeah, you, know, you thought it'd be like him, like riding. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, they're Brian Head, and she goes, no, look at the picture. <laughs> I'm like, oh no. And then the next what, thing she what? said, didn't they have another kid that broke his shoulders and his <laughs> arms and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah Lucas yeah, did. Last couple of years have been full of uh of collarbone breaks. So but, can you not move your arm up and down when that happens? When that's you break correct. Because so the collarbone it's though, right is, here. It's the, this is the collarbone. Right, but it's right not there. connected at one end, right? It's only connected at the other end. It's connected at both ends. It is. Yeah, it it connects to your shoulder, and then it goes to here. It's like okay, a little, so it's a but his 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 is totally yeah. But that's just because the ligaments don't don't photograph. So he's he's fine. He's connected to the shoulder. You can dislocate the shoulder as well. No, no, no. What I mean is, is that the bone, like, is like detached on both sides it looks like it is but this side that's because oh, it's, it's ligaments that okay. attach it and 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 x-rays don't really shoot ligaments clearly so it. It, it is attached now it can be disattached and we may still find out that it is disattached 
but but she poked around up there. The doctor did, right. and he didn't like scream, and so she's pretty sure that it's attached over there. But you're going to an orthopedic. We're going to an orthopedic uh, person on uh, on Friday. Got it. So I have to tell you a funny orthopedic story. Um, I had to get an MRI, and uh, you know, I, I uh, was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. I in uh, June I got my knee rebuilt, so um, I had to get another MRI for a follow up, and so they. They, I actually did it all in Utah. Did these stories that make you sound like you're 100 years old. I swear, William is a strapping young man. I just want that out there for those of you listening. <laughs> well, I did tear my... Because you have like, you're fighting diabetes. You have your knee rebuilt. <laughs> <laughs> Here, me, I'll make it more athletic. I tore my ACL snowboard. There we go. There. That sounds young. <laughs> so I didn't, uh, I hadn't repaired it for a while because uh, I didn't have the time. So uh, of course in 2020, everything was a little slow. So I decided to do it. So I get it done. I had to get this follow-up MRI. First of all, have you been in an MRI machine before? No, magnetic I mean, resonance imaging. Yes. Have not. Okay, so if you're claustrophobic, it's not super, good. It's sketch, right? Because it's really close. Dude, I'm not kidding when I'm telling you. And I, my shoulders, right, are t- can touch either side of the thing. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world? And luckily, they just, they, so you lay on this table. and Do then they, they, s- they grease it for you? <laughs> Yeah. So they pull out a can of Pam. They're like, yeah. start with this. Right. They're like, don't worry about it. Right. And then they, so they, Does then it make they a squeak noise when you go in. They're like, they're like, uh, okay. So you lay on the table and then they start rolling you into this tube. It's uh, a tube. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And luckily, I got to go in feet first. Sometimes you have to go in head first. Oh, right. Because your legs would fit nice. Right. Yeah. So, and they were only imaging my leg. Right? right. So I only had to go. And then you have to, then they tell you, like, the stiller you are, the better the image. And if you move, we have to redo it. Yeah. And the way, you know, it's such a big image. It takes 45 minutes. Oh. Right? So you not know that. So my brother, um, who has had to go in. That's a twist. Yeah, he's who is claustrophobic. They've, they've drugged him. I was going to say, I don't know how else you do it. You have to get some serious tranks in you if you're yeah. claustrophobic. So I'm in there up to my shoulders while they do my knee and I'm like, my head's popped out. So I feel pretty good. <laughs> so, and, and I'm one of those guys that are like, okay, these kinds of fears are in my head. Like, right. and can I make it go away? Can I make it go away? So I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, trying to calm my heart and meditate, you know, dude. And then these loud noises start going. It's so loud. Ooh. They give you earplugs. Yeah. It's loud. Yeah. And it goes. <laughs> you're like what is this what is that it's just i i i I don't know anyway the funniest part about this was i went into the place and it is it looks like a uh, a funeral parlor like a really super tacky funeral parlor okay and it's got it's a standalone mri place it's not like in the hospital or something yeah Oh, I didn't know there was such a thing as a standalone MRI place. That yeah, feels dude. like something out of a Spielberg movie. Well, they call it their, <clears throat> uh, their, their x-ray places. You can go get MRIs, x-rays. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it is. You know out- what they need? They need to get a food truck. <laughs> dude, <laughs> put, this. Put the MRI in the back of the food truck, drive around. Yeah, that sketchy food truck I saw this morning, <laughs> that one would be, uh, would fit in well. It was so weird. <laughs> like the tiles had like brown printed grape vines and then <laughs> the the walls had like pictures with with it's great vines 
fan, super fancy MRI. Dude, even the ceiling <laughs> tiles were painted that way. And then on top of that, you had this, um, uh, they, they had these giant, you know, you know those uh, uh, f- uh, paintings with the huge frames, like very ornate frames, yeah, like gold. Yeah, yeah, gold yeah. So frames. they had those on the wall, and then I'm I'm just thinking, well, maybe they bought the building and it was this way, and they just never changed it. Yeah, and then yeah. so you go through the door to go out to the imaging rooms, and all the imaging rooms are decorated the same way. <laughs> I have a picture. That's of it. Really oh, funny. it is so bizarre, dude. It is so. Oh, that's bizarre. really weird. Very sketchy. Is that someone that just found just found their bliss? They're like, I don't I've know always what it was. Be, and I was telling my I doctor. I wanted to be an interior designer, but instead I'm an X-ray tech. Like, well, I, <laughs> I was telling my doctor, I'm like, so I'm showing him the pictures, and he's he's kind of he's like laughing, and I'm like, because my first MRI was at a place you would expect, you know, yeah. it, it was also an imaging place, but it was like medical feel to it, clean, you know. Yeah. This one was like, but these machines are very expensive, so it's yeah. not like a couple. Couple hundred grand, aren't they? Or are they oh, more? I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's a reason why you know they cost an MRI of a knee costs like if you do it in cash, a thousand bucks. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, no, it was it was intense. It was a it was a very strange experience. So that is. Strange. I and I, I heard if so. Did you go to the hospital in St. George? So into the hospital in St. George. It was uh, really nice. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how good that hospital no, was going to be. No, it's a really nice hospital. My a, wife kept, was, that's where she was when my my uh, brother-in-law passed away. That's yeah, where was he surprised. was. Yeah, I was It was a really. Very nice. Very nice. And, dude, I brought, like, because I've been to the hospital before. So I've broken bones a bunch of times. And, um, and in California, when you go to the emergency room, there's no such thing as an emergency. Like, you're there for hours. Hours right? and hours. Yeah. So I, I, I literally brought my phone. I brought a battery to recharge my phone. I brought snacks. I brought everything. I'm like, we're going to be here for a minute. So, you know, buckle up. And, dude, they had us, like, they had us in, in a room in 30 minutes. Really? And then they had us uh, x-rayed and within an hour. Wow. And out within like an hour and 20. Wow. It was crazy. Like, I'm like, I was super impressed. And um, the, other always... thing was, the other thing that was impressive was we used to live in Utah. And of course, they had gotten care at IHC. So when I gave them Max Davis's name and birthday, they're like, oh, do you guys still live on Hidden Village Circle? And is your number still? But I'm, they started reading off my old phone number. And I was like, wow, that's kind of fun. But or no, creepy. Yeah, a little creepy, right? But they well, know that he's vaccinated. So there you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, but to your point though, my son, so last year, <clears throat> and this actually is getting to a life hack. You want to hear a life hack? So last year, my son, uh, uh, Lucas was, was feeling the small town boredom and was out at midnight with a bunch of friends at the top of <laughs> small town, at, at the top of a hill by the high school. And I, have we talked about, we did talk I, about this. Not on air. Are you sure? I don't think so. We're 50 episodes in anyway. <laughs> um, so I'll give you the short version in case we have talked about it on air. Um, we have uh, listen. Rush like, used to say that he would retell his stories all the time because you never know what listeners haven't heard. You never know right. what listeners haven't heard. So he's at the top of this hill, and his friends are like, "Ride your skateboard down that hill. You won't." And now this hill is a long, long. Yeah, I live up it. Long hill. <laughs> it's Valencia Boulevard. I mean, it's is it a half mile? <laughs> all the way down to Old Road. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a long way, probably. Probably half mile, yeah, right? Easy. So um. So he and it like, starts out as a gentle hill, yeah, and so, then it gets steeper towards the end. That's right, towards so the he, busy he street. He just jumps on his skateboard to show his friends that he is manly with no exit strategy whatsoever, and he just starts going down the hill. And 
<laughs> and uh, and so uh, so long story short, uh, somewhere on the second stoplight, probably near your house, right? Turn, he realizes if I keep going like this, I'm gonna soon hit the super busy road and freeway, and I will die being run over by said right. cars that are up there, right? Yeah. And uh, so he's like, I gotta stop. And um, and as he was frantically trying to figure out how to do that, he ran over a uh, like a manhole cover, like it was like a gas a gas right, line. Right, right. It wasn't even much of a bump, but but he was already I think in I think I'm gonna die mode. Yeah, high speed and, mode. And so he uh, he stomped twice. He said I got he's like I got two or three leg strides oh, in before the speed that? overtook it. My body's cringing. And, and, and then he just rolled boom, 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 boom. And his friends ran up like, ah, ha, ha, you're crazy. You are manly. And he's like, take me to the hospital. They're like, you're so crazy. Take me to the hospital right now. And they're like, oh, he's not kidding. And so, so, so Lucas broke both arms and a collarbone, had bruises all around his body. Oh, I and, remember. And scabs on his head. Yeah, I remember. So, yeah. I remember pretty, coming to church just totally covered. Totally covered. Um, but, so here, co coming to the life hack. So good news. At the time, I had this weird conundrum where if I didn't turn on Do Not Disturb on my phone at night, it would buzz all night because I, I do international business. So people text or email or right, whatever, right, right. my phone buzzes all night. This is the part we talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we talked about. Cinema? Yeah. But you didn't give the whole details of the story of, of, of yeah, Lucas. So, so Lucas tried. So I'm on Do Not Disturb. My, it's midnight. I'm, I'm an hour into my sleep and the phone starts ringing. But I don't hear it because it's on Do Not Disturb. Boop, boop. And then he calls Rachel, do not disturb. Both phones are like, do not disturb. He can't get through to us. And he's a smart kid. So then all of a sudden, so he gets into find my iPhone yeah, on his death phone. charge. Finds me and hits the play sound on lost phone button yeah. thing. And the phone starts going, and I'm waking up and I'm like, what is going on? And I'm still groggy because I'm barely asleep. So I grab the phone, I turn off the whatever. And I put it back down. And then I, but then as I'm lying there, I'm like, wait, did I see a bunch of missed calls? So then I pick up my phone back up, I turn it back on, and it's like six missed phone calls. <laughs> and, I, and I call up Lucas, and he's at the hospital in a car with his friends asking me to meet him, like, meet me at the hospital, please. Okay, that's not the life hack. The life hack is Apple has now updated their software, and they have different tiers of do, do not, not disturb. disturb. Um, it's under, it's called focus. And one of the focuses is called sleep mode. And in sleep mode, you can pick the phone numbers that don't go to do not disturb. Oh, so now when I turn on sleep mode, I get texts from all my kids and my parents. Those are the people that I'm like, if any of those people call in the middle of the night, I need it. It's probably important. Yeah. Um, and they had, but and in their old works. version, it used to be that if someone called you could set it so that someone called twice. It, the second one would come through. Yeah. And uh, that might have been row. true. It might, it, that might have actually happened. It just might have been that I had the sound turned off, so it vibrated, and I was really tired and didn't, didn't hear it. That might have happened. Interesting. Um, but anyway, so now, uh, now it works most of the time. Now, uh, I've got a kid in Hawaii. He forgot. He misunderstood the time thing, so every once in a while, he'll text at midnight. <laughs> but besides that, it's perfect. Wait, who's in Hawaii? Josh is in Hawaii on a trip right now. Oh. Just this week. Yeah. Oh, got it. Anyway. Was he grad? Do I hear he graduates this year? Yeah, he graduates this year. He's having a great year. That's odd. To, that's awesome. Yeah, he's having a really good time. Having he's, a good time and be like accomplishing a bunch of stuff and it's really really good. That's awesome. Awesome indeed. 
So we talked about one time I was sharing with you a story and you said, yeah, that's like a payday. And I, and, and so. Oh, we're talking about, talking about kids. Kids. Yeah. Well, well, Josh and, you know, Lucas and these guys doing all this cool stuff now. Right. Yeah. So you're like, are these paydays? And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't think I feel responsible for enough for their upbringing, if that makes sense, at least with my kids, <laughs> especially my oldest, Francis. I don't know if I did anything. Look, when your kids do well, you feel proud. When your kids do really well, you feel embarrassed because you're like, I wasn't that good a parent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? And those two experience. are teaching me that little, that lesson, you know, I'm thinking to myself, this isn't us. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, we maybe we point them in the right direction, but they march to where that they is. They clearly you know? have run past whatever I offered them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You felt that way when your kids were teaching you. Is that right? Big time. Well, I, you my my daughter uh my, my the current daughter at home madeline she's always uh she's a kind of an existential thinker yeah and uh, she thinks big things and so she's really into this like how people uh, you know operate and stuff like that and she's and like she's into how people's parents have screwed them up oh wow <laughs> so sometimes she kind of veers into the subject of how she got screwed up by us yeah <laughs> our, kids, our kids will do that on a pretty regular basis as well <laughs> But when we dropped off Francis for college, we're like, oh, you know, we went to the orientation and at the orientation, they're like, oh, okay. And don't forget, there's counseling services here and here and here. And I'm going, what? And then we go to the the orientation for her apartment. And at the apartment says, and we have full time on staff uh, counseling for, for like it was at the everywhere. Apartment? It was everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. Like at the rec center. It was I'm like, what is going on? Wow. I'm like, all I could think about was, is this either a, everyone's so screwed up by their parents and are aware of it now, or yeah. B, there's just a gluttony of extra counselors that need jobs and they're doing it for minimum wage. I guess. I shouldn't say that because this building we're in is full of probably 20% of them are therapists. I, yeah. Every once in a while, something we've done as parents will actually just embarrass. It'll embarrass us because like, well, that's not what we meant. We didn't mean that. You know what I mean? One of those is that when, uh, when on like on a Sunday afternoon, when we're taking a nap, we're like, hey, if you guys start fighting on a Sunday afternoon when we're taking a nap, it's like the one time a week we get to take a nap. Like, there's going to be consequences <laughs> and, and, and there have been, there have right, been like right. the, the fighting starts. I go outside. I, 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 I mean, I'm shaking my head for those of you not watching me. All hell breaks loose. Consequences are administered on Sunday. Nap, nap resumes. Right. So, but what the lesson, so the lesson they should have learned is like, don't start arbitrary fights during nap time, please. Right? right. That's the lesson. Right. Right. The lesson they learned is, Never wake up mom and dad. <laughs> okay. So like they've told us these so so multiple times. Like in our it, like in our lives, we'll wake up in the morning and our we'll go and check out, hey, time to get up for school. And there's like a barf bowl next to the bed with barf in it. <laughs> and our kids have gotten sick in the middle of the night and they're like, I'm not waking up mom and dad. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> and they just fully take care of themselves. <laughs> and we've explained like, no, no, no. If there's an emergency, yeah. you can wake us up anytime. And if you're sick, that's an emergency. But no, the explanation is. That's like an unintended end. benefit. <laughs> well, look, did we enjoy sleeping the night? We did. <laughs> are we proud of them for barfing into a bowl? Yeah. I mean, we are. That's awesome. <laughs> but it's, it's, 
it doesn't sound great, <laughs> right? It's not a good look that your kids are afraid to tell you when they're sick. Right. <laughs> Don't get them. Do not wake up mom and dad. Don't do it. Fishton walked into our, he's our youngest, and he walked into uh, the room yesterday, and, and Belinda had already fallen asleep, and he, she's he's just looking at her like, mom, are you pretending to be asleep, or are you actually asleep? <laughs> Well, I'm like, dude, you don't wake up people when they're sleeping. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, have you ever seen the, the, your behavior get boomerang back on you from your children? Oh gosh. So there's one, there's one oh, that I, 100,000%. So there's one yes. that I do. So I, I'm, I'm one of those people of like, if there's a conflict or there's an, or, or, or a problem, I want to plow through it. I want to know and understand what's going on. Why? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And if it's my fault, okay, cool. Let me fix it. And we'll go on. And so I'm very much like that. Well, my wife is not, my wife is more, I need to, what happened made me angry, but I'm not quite sure why. And so let me think about it and then we'll talk later. Okay. Okay. And it's just two different ways of processing the whole thing. Right. So oftentimes the kids will do, I'll say, Hey, can you guys, this is the, I don't know if this happens in your house. This happens in everyone's house. So I'm assuming it does, but it's like, do the dishes. Yeah. Why do I have to do the dishes? They're not mine. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I cleaned my dish right. and I, I, my argument back to them is always like, well, why does mom have to cook you dinner? Yeah. You know, she cooked hers. Like, yeah. why did she have to cook yours? Right. And so to me, that's like a logical argument. Right. Or, and then if there's two or three rounds of this, right. At some point I just like, never mind. I don't want to talk because right. the logic I'm <laughs> not getting through. Obviously my logic pattern is not working on you and you're not catching it. Your right, prefrontal right. cortex is you not developed. You haven't gotten the plot. So, um, so sometimes I'll just stop talking. Well, first now when he gets frustrated, he does that back at me. He's like, never mind," and walks off. <laughs> and I'm like, he boomeranged this back on me. And I'm like, I know for a fact, this is behavior he's watched me do. Yeah. And he's now employing it in his How own life. And it's not you. working. Talk to me like that. Come back and talk it through. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Stomps off. Storms off. Yeah. It's like yesterday he was cooking an egg. Ugh! And he walked off. And I'm like, what's wrong? Use your words. Never mind. Walks off. He was just frustrated because he was trying to cook an egg himself, and he likes the yolks not broken. Oh, yeah. And, I don't like when the yolks break. Yeah. So it's when he breaks the yolks, I'm like, son, you just have to keep practicing. Eggs are cheap. Number one. Number two. You know, I've probably broken thousands of egg yolks. Probably. And I tried to get away with it too. And I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Meddling children that only want non-broken yolks. On the subject of uh, sleep and protection, I uh, it's important to me that uh, from time that from time to time I have a lot of privacy in our bedroom. So oh yeah, no, <laughs> so we, that's important. We have a uh, one of our two doors. It's like a, we have uh, double doors for like right. double doors in our bedroom, and one of them had like a little little uh, what do you call it a latch. deadbolt latch yeah. at the top. Right. And um, the other door uh, was not very secure, so I installed uh, another deadbolt latch up there for just times privacy, where, privacy, where, yeah. additional privacy yes. is required. And um, and then and then so sometimes and now I just use that from time to time. So like when I'm going to the shower, I'm just like click, and I'll and I'll latch the I'll latch the deadbolt. Yes, but if you're showering and you lock your wife out, that's not good. Not good. No. Not great. Not good. But th- but my neuroses is. If I have a heart attack <laughs> and I scream for help and it's deadbolted, 
I'm gonna die for sure. They're yeah, for the, sure. They're, they're you know why? Because Max's shoulder is broken. He won't be able to. <laughs> well, he won't level. Well, it. Max, yeah, he can. He can. He can. Mr. Kool Aid just through the wall. He's like, ah, right. <laughs> he'd be fine. But like, you know, if anybody else has to open that deadbolt door, I'm I'm gonna die in the shower, naked and cold. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna happen. Once the water runs out, you're all you're... <laughs> By yeah. the way, I got your Mr. Kool-Aid uh, imagery in my head, and that was very funny to me. But I'm wondering, like, who else got it? Pretty much no one. Yeah, you know, I don't know. They got to be our age. Uh, well, I think it's a meme. I'm is pretty it? sure it is. I think I've heard younger folks say it. So I think you can find it on the GIFs, which some people pronounce GIFs incorrectly. It's a GIF. <laughs> Unless you like to pronounce it. I don't Jennifer. think I've ever seen it as a GIF. Jennifer Goodwin. Or a meme. <clears throat> I just remember seeing it in Saturday morning cartoons. Well, there you go. Friends, this has been uh, a new year episode. So we are, we're in the high 40s right now for the number of episodes we have. And uh, when we get to 52, it's going to be an amazing day because... 52 weeks. Because a year. Because we're coming up on the year mark from when we started this thing. It feels like we already passed it, didn't we? What's that? No. It was like January of last year or February. No, no. remember we took down those three episodes. Our first three that we oh, did. Oh, it was, it was like the end of, it was end of December. It was like the, yeah. late, the high 20s of December. Yeah. Oh, we passed the year mark. So we want to thank you gentle listeners for following us for a year. It's been fun to uh, serve you up these amazing stories, social commentary and life hacks. Yes. It's fun for us. It's fun for us. And uh, I enjoyed, I got texts from some of you this week. Keep them coming. It's really fun to get feedback and to hear what you think about what we're talking about. Yeah. Well, maybe this year we'll, uh, We'll find some time to do some more outreach. marketing outreach Yeah, uh, where people can actually figure out how to talk to us. How to talk to us. My friend Sam, he always talks to us on Facebook. But then he remember he posted that one thing and I'm like, oh, you got to go answer this because it was it was towards you. And then I think he took it down. Oh, so what happened, Sam? I don't know what happened, Sam. Did you solve your problem? You, you, you remember you he wanted camera advice or, or how he wanted he actually wanted advice from you from josh oh that's right about where to go to school or something like that yeah he wanted to do some film school stuff yeah. i think if i remember correctly and then i'm like <laughs> hey uh a guy texted him like hey there's something on the facebook the facebook thingy in the coming episode we need to talk about uh crime solving on on fa using facebook and instagram mystery solving not crime solving Ooh, that's a good one. Oh, and whether or not solving. sharing your DNA with places like Ancestry.com is detrimental to your freedom. Ooh. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. So that'll be some more skating social commentary coming up. Friends, this has been an episode of the Wayfacing Podcast. I'm Randy. I'm William. Have a great day.